It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You would like it's, a it's like or like a like a bull yes. like a bulldog yes. or something like that. As I said, it's a Rottweiler. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, apl- you know, I actually, it, you know, when I was working for the radio station, they control everything. You're not allowed to do any independent work. They screw mm-hmm. you, which is awful. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. part of the reason I quit. All right, um, <laughs> tell us more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get it out. You have people on the set that still do stuff over yeah. there. So <laughs> yeah, but you know, always there is some. He's looking, I'm over here. He's catching, looking. I know. Like I'm yeah, over here catching freedom strays. because you don't work full time there. All right, continue. All right. There you go. Continue. But now that I'm free, uh-huh. I uh, I can um, do you know things jobs on the side like right. cameo videos and all this. Stuff. I'm having so much fun with these cameo videos, by the way. Uh, what do you charge? I, I didn't know you're doing that. What do you charge? I, ch- uh, I think I charge. Twenty-nine dollars. Oh, that's not bad. That's like the A-list celebrity rate. That's Hugh Jackson money. First no, of all, they, not they, even close. Two fifty. The A-list celebrities are charging like five hundred dollars. Two fifty. I, I yeah. love that you're doing that. Yeah. I, it does make me mad though, because right when you started doing that, I wanted yeah. to pitch a, a segment for the show. Yeah. Where people could email in, and then you—it was called "bad job out of you." So yeah. if somebody did something that made them mad, you would yes. just obviously just be like, "Hey, you, bad job out of you," and stuff. But I not, then that. you started charging. Well, for it. but what's the thing? Like, I take a lot. I I like really do like I do like two three minute videos. Some I'm people sure do you like, do. And I've done some like rip people. I pick I picked fantasy football draft orders. By the way, if you want me to do the cameo, go to Adam the Bull on cameo. <laughs> nice. Uh, speaking of promotions, listen. We need if you haven't subscribed to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show YouTube page, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. We got a lot of great things coming up, including our post-game shows that G and I are doing with Mike uh, after every Browns regular season game. We're not going to do it after the last preseason game, but for every Browns regular season game, we're doing a not only is it a post-game show, we're coming on at two-minute warning. Two minute warning. Two minute warning. So you can watch the final two minutes with us and then stick around. Why wait till radio pre post-game shows? They don't come on until 10 minutes after their game. They're playing boring press conferences. They're taking 10-minute commercials breaks. We don't have any of that stuff. And, We're just chatting with you. And, Boo, there's an Ohio State post-game show That's I right. feel is coming right now. So, wow. we got an old state Buckeyes yeah. plus, on top of that, Browns. I don't know. You, you guys just lo- keep giving. So subscribe. Keep giving. Let's go. Yeah, yep. subscribe. Let me just chime in one more thing on that. Yeah. For the Browns post-game show, this will be every regular season game. There will be at least three of us on yes. at the two-minute warning. Didn't I? I'm just making sure everyone oh, 17 games. You know, yeah, all 17 games. Power well, G repetition. and I will be – I'm missing one game. I have to miss one game because I'm going to be away. We will have three people minimum. But, I, I got uh, a wedding one weekend too. But yeah. we will have at least nowhere. a couple of the UCS <laughs> panel for the majority of the season. And we're going to go for 40 minutes, maybe 50 minutes, maybe an Who hour. Who knows? Crazy. Depends how mm-hmm. interesting the game is. Obviously, Might get weird. And also, real quick, Bull, yeah. after Ohio State-Notre <laughs> Dame on Saturday, yeah. we're doing a post-game Ohio State show – be Tyvis, G, myself, and Jay Stevens from Lockdown Buckeyes. Love it. Saturday, yeah. eleven thirty. There's you have nothing better going I mean, on. Jay at Saturday Stevens at is the key to that panel, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we love Jay, but yes, make sure y'all subscribe, tune in, hit that notification bell so you yeah. get our videos when we go live. Get on it event. in there, man. You can't miss you it. Got to subscribe already. You're missing out. Tell what, your what? friends to subscribe. Tell your parents to subscribe. Let's go. Do you know what the best birthday present you can get somebody is? A subscription? A subscription. They Don't actually even t- tell your parents to subscribe. Just take their devices Good point. from them 
and their password is your birthday. Yes. Don't open look at the it. photos. Don't look at the photos. They probably don't even have a password. They're too trusting. Yeah. Open it and then just go to YouTube and hit subscribe on they every don't know how to do it anyway. They don't know how to yeah. do that. So just go and do it for them. Yeah. But yeah. the reason I had originally brought up uh, the cameo and the mm-hmm. be out to promote my cameo uh, was I, I a- applied for a job doing a voiceover for a book. Oh, yeah. And that remind because you guys brought up I got to be the bad guy in a Disney movie. Right, right. Uh, anyway, so would, I, I should have had bold. I didn't get the, gig, the blueprint. Though. My book that I wrote on LeBron. Can you imagine? Oh, bold? that'd be sick. Can I voice over your book? I go right ahead. Is that, it already done? Yeah, there was an audio version. The book's four years old. I didn't know there was. A, I don't know about the audio yeah, version. They do an audio yeah, version. I did some. Rant, Joe Varden has something. I did some. I did like a voiceover. For oh yeah, I did that too yeah, for yeah. Joe. See, that would make sense. But yeah. I would. I want to hear you do like a Daniel Steele novel. You know, something real romantic. <laughs> like he. <laughs> Grabbed her under her arms. I'd be good at it. I could go into romantic mode. Let's go. His barrel chest dripping with perspiration <laughs> in the anticipation of what was to become. Hey, guys, before we get <coughs> to Booby Gibson, uh, Booby. we got to do what the internet is saying. Of course we and do. And we're going to finish our conversation on Miles Garrett because the question we asked today Oh, we're doing that before Booby. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Was, right. where does Miles Garrett rank? But as always... Let's tell you about PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Am I? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer mm. in Northeast Ohio. Mm. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. You may be right. <laughs> PCC may be crazy. Oh, but they're paying 20 bucks, I think, to for you to work there. Yeah. Turn out the I light. Oh, there's more. One. <laughs> that was, no, that was good. Thank you. I did. Is it 20 bucks? $18 a You should oh. really know that by Sorry, now. PCC. I just gave oh, people a right. raise. You gave people a $2 raise. Yeah. <laughs> well, stick with the company, and you'll be there in no time. There you go. What is the internet saying? So we asked the internet. Yeah. Miles Garrett is the blank best player in the NFL. Mm. I expected a lot of numerical responses. <laughs> I did not get a ton of numerical responses. No, got no a nice surprise. Healthy mix. Let's take the first one here, Anthony. This one was top five in eyes nationally. Dog Chomps. Yeah, Dog Chomps. Great name. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Take out the underscore. AKA mm. Miles Garrett is the best player in the NFL. It's mm-hmm. our boy, Sir Yacht. No, Frequent guest. Love Sir Yacht. And last <laughs> but not least, my favorite. You can read that yourselves in your own mind. Yeah. Miss Sat Frisching. Okay. Miss Sat. Miss Sandat Fsing. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so get it. let's get back to it while we're waiting for Booby. Yeah. Bull, you think Nick Chubb's the best player? I yes, I think Nick Chubb is one. Miles Garrett is two. Said Miles Garrett's one. Polk and Jason, I'm curious on your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, again, it's, these it's, criteria are so weird. It's so weird. It's to however say. you want to do okay, it. Okay, well, Your how, own criteria. Yeah, how I want the, I, I would have to agree with Nick Chubb, a pound for pound. And I don't have much more explanation than that's already been said. I mean, he's just, he's the most, he's the most uh, consistently dynamic person on the team, and uh, I, I don't think it's really an argument. My brain doesn't work in these hypothetical debates. So I know. It's, it's, I look at it and say quarterback's most important position. It's got to be Deshaun Watson. And oh, that's so your criteria. Then to sparse it out like this. In no world is Miles Garrett the number one player in the NFL. I love Miles, but in no world no, is no, he no. number one. Do you like his confidence when he says of this? Of course. And you think, you do, you think he, feel that way. do you think he means it? Or yes. Do you think he's, okay, oh, so he means it. He really thinks that. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think, I, man, see, this is where, like, that's like saying, 
if you an offensive lineman is dominant. I don't ever think an offensive lineman can ever be an MVP. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, Steve Bush, you, I hate to cut you off. We got breaking go news that involves all of us. This is big. Okay. From Steve Becker, Tegna has approved three hundred dollars for food and drinks at the yeah. Yeah. on the day of the draft. Yeah, we're getting lit, boys. We're getting lit. Boom. All right. All right. What's that like? What's that? Fifteen wings. Fifteen <laughs> wings and two soda pops. Let's go. Take the step back. I don't even got wings. You gonna get thigh. Uh -huh. Thank you, Steve. Is, That'll Steve. be a great Way start. To come through, that's a, baby. That's a great start. Who nice. else wants to kick in? We'll get our we'll get our uh, GoFundMe for our PCC fantasy team. Do PCC want to contribute to our fantasy draft? How yeah. do we not get our fantasy draft sponsored? We're morons. That's not our job, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Let's go. Where's our sales team on this? Are we supposed to be? Is that what was supposed to be happening? <laughs> that was the thought. It, was, right, it well. was talked about. It was talked about. Yeah. All right, well, we're waiting for Booby. He's still not ready. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Do you guys want to do good bet, bad bet? We'll just knock it out real quick while we're waiting Let's, for Booby. Sure. I don't, I don't feel like I want to knock things out like we're rushing through it. It's an important part of the show, so I don't like to describe Especially it. Especially because he's winning. Hurry up and because I am about to be declared. That it, when is our – it's over uh, in, we have next, uh, in 13 days this yes. round ends. So I am going to be the champion, and I'm the greatest picker. And if you pick with me, you'd be very rich right now. Now you, now you know, Bull. Listen, yeah. listen. The judges have already told me this is a preliminary thing. It's preliminary round. That 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 win. Football you got, count. The, the, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the it's like the Raven. By the way, the, on social media. Speaking of which, sorry. There are two <laughs> extremely annoying conversations that are going on right now. <laughs> there you go. All right. Number one is all this talk about the Ravens <laughs> winning like 20 straight from? preseason games. I don't know. He just remembers. I w this is how it came Because I, I was going to say my championship's like a preseason championship. Okay. And then maybe think of all these dopes in Baltimore okay. who are tweeting about I how the Ravens have this so, remarkable I record in the preseason. Who gives an SHIT? Who cares? Statistic again. Nobody cares. Two zero and six. Or two about the freaking Ravens. 30-game winning streak in the preseason is completely meaningless. The only thing on Twitter, and this is more involving Cleveland, that I could care about, I care so little, I couldn't care less about, is the stupid mustard at the stadium. The the mustard mascot. Yeah, the high everybody grade. is tweeting about this dumb mustard. Who cares? That means it's an effective campaign if they're all it tweeting is. about it. They've, they've, they've right? tapped Nobody pays Puppies, attention to the free. They pay, these too, idiots bro. are paying more attention to the stupid mustard than they are to the game. Because nobody goes to the freaking games. What does that say about baseball? In fairness. <laughs> no. It's, I mean, really. Is that baseball is that our fan base? What? No, no, right. no. The, the, the hot dog races are like the biggest part of baseball. But Why are we? What is with the, the Guardian sending out a thousand tweets about mustard? Who cares? It's an attempt to engage a more peripheral baseball crowd. There People go, who Mike. aren't as locked in. Mm -hmm. Kids enjoy that kind of thing. They don't want Blink to sit the there kids. and keep score. Older people enjoy those things. The elderly. The elderly. I don't care about the elderly. I don't care about kids. I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying the fact that it infuriates you means it's really hit a nerve in Cleveland. So congratulations. Honestly, to the I think campaign. the elderly should lose their driver's licenses. Wow. <laughs> More hot takes coming in. Now we got the AARP. Uh, I'm going to get nasty. I'm going to get some nasty. You got all now. the condiments kidding, and AARP. But I do think when you reach a certain age, you should have to take your driver's test again. That's true. We're going to do good bet, bad bet. Yeah. We're waiting on Booby. We'll talk Guardians. We're Booby. not going to rush through it. We're going to make sure everything gets its appropriate time. But exactly. while we're waiting on Booby, Let's we will go. Uh, do some Mike actually went one and two on Tuesday. A rare losing record Mike for did Mike. did go a rare Brutal. one and two. Yesterday, though, Brad, a shocking three and oh from Brad. Wow. Brad wow. Bull in a day-to-day. -day. I went two so, and one, right? Coming on. You went two and one. I can't believe that Guardians game did not go over. They scored seven. The Padres didn't score. Yeah. So, tough break. That's a fun game. So Jay is Jay can still catch you. Yeah, he can. He's actually listen. He's 
bringing up this loss column. That's because he didn't make his picks. Jay, Jay and by the way, voting you guys have screwed up the whole thing. Just bring up those standings again. Bring up the standings. Can we bring that back <laughs> up? Coming. Yeah, give us a say. How do I have only seven more picks than Jay? That's impossible. Jay did text in some of the days he wasn't here. But seven, we do it in numbers of three. How could it be seven different? It's not a perfect system. Yeah, well, come you on. You guys screwed no. up. I, I'm, anyway. I'm, it's an Excel spreadsheet, and none of us are Excel geniuses. <laughs> They're also, like, running graphics and trying to get trying to get Leroy Horde on a, on a, cam, a camera at the same time. See, 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 with them numbers, the voter fraud would have not changed the election. It's just a couple here and there. I think we should spend Recount. $8 billion yep. studying this to find out one pick was wrong. Can I tell you the hardest part, the hardest right part of my job, for real? Yeah. It is not counting the votes, yeah. which is a pain in the butt, by the way. Yeah. It is not producing a rundown. It is yeah. getting our guests to help us with promotional content. I'm telling you, they'll come on the show. Leroy, 11.30 tomorrow, within 10 seconds, I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Leroy, you know how you said you'd shoot that promo video for us? Yeah. Ghost. Ghosted you. <laughs> Ghost. That's yeah. because at the moment, Leroy's talking to someone else, and he's giving you them a 10-minute answer. He doesn't have time. He texts him one word, though. He only texts text him one, one word, word. answer. That's funny. All right, right, so let's get to the bets today, yes, though. Yes, please. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we will have those promos, I promise you. I'll get Lee right, on. let's go. First bet today, Guardians taking on the Mariners. A place, uh, the battle of two very good teams. By the way, for the agree. record, I believe you promised that Mike would be in the kitchen. Yeah, with sure the did. Sure so did. I texted Mike yesterday. My yeah. fault. Test. I yeah. asked for the cat picture. He and I did not it. send it All to right. him so because I did not care enough to. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Y'all see what I go through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro. Totally inconsiderate. Totally inconsiderate <laughs> on my part. And by the way, by the way, when you pass somebody on the back, that don't work. Uh-huh. Yeah, All true. that's gonna happen is they're gonna die and they're gonna have a oh, sore back. Uh-huh. And then you're a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. Never give CPR to a stranger. Mm-mm. Good you're tip. liable for that. That was funny. That was a good one-liner by Mike. Well, I did try. Uh-huh. So just so just okay. so people out there know, a lot of times if I promise something that doesn't happen, it's not for a lack it's, of effort. It's us not following it's through. It's a lack of response. Yeah, that's by the way, always answers. I've I'm never a, called always answer. call back. Uh, a side, one quick sidebar. Mike's trying to drink beer through the, the hot dog the other day is much funnier than any of this mustard crap with the Guardians. <laughs> they should hire you to do their promotions because you're actually funny and they're not. You so. hear that, Guardians? If you Let's want go. me to hollow out a hot dog and suck on it at midfield. <laughs> By the way, I, so I ran into Mike's girlfriend and this was impressive. Pause. I said to her, did you see what Mike did on the show? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. I said, were you, I think I said, or maybe Jay said, were you disgusted? And she said, only that he couldn't drink the beer. See, that's why she's my girl. That was impressive. That's why she's my that girl. That was a great response. She understands what I am <laughs> and sticks around anyways, and that's all I ask. Oh, my God. All right, God. let's get to the second bet here. Steve, let's take the next tag board, Anthony. <laughs> yep. Nope, uh. that's the first one. Here we go. Under seven and a half runs in the Guardians-Mariners game tonight. Mm. It's a good pitching matchup. McKenzie's on the mound. Mm-hmm. Under seven and a half runs. Yep. Yeah, I was a little prisoner of the moment. I overreacted to yesterday, so I could be wrong. But uh, Jay firing him off from the yacht. 
Jay answered within 10 seconds this morning, so he was up at 6.30. Yeah. Wow. He's on vacation up at 6.30. Jay, sleep in, kid. No, you know that. That's impossible. He's on the deck doing yoga or something like that, probably. I, don't, <laughs> I can't be out on the open water at 6.30 looking at, the, at nature. No, dog. It's not happening. That's his vacation. He's giving a pep talk to the fish. I don't know what's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You guys are doing great. <laughs> and so here's the last slam. one. <laughs> I love this. Jay hopes that he's not going to see the show. Oh, my God. I wish Jay the best on his vacation. McKenzie had 14 strikeouts on Friday. Over seven and a half. Jesus. Against the string bean slinger, right? Hey, man, that's a lot of strikeouts. That's like eight, dog. Bull and I sink or swim together, all three. That's right. So we gain nothing, lose nothing. That's true. One way or the other. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Guardians because Booby's still on. Oh, my God. Okay. Quantrill, unbelievable last night. And for the first time ever, at least in the time that I've been watching the Guardians, how about the emotion when he went off the mound after the seventh inning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's usually a calm, cool, collected dude. That was very out of the ordinary, but I love to see it. Yes. It, listen, Guardians were uh, – they were helped out that A, you Darvish was scratched from yesterday's start because his wife gave birth and he mm-hmm. went on the paternity list. Two, Juan Soto didn't play in either of those games. But I've been saying for a couple of weeks that this is a big week, this yes. road trip, two in San Diego, four in Seattle, because those are, you know, two teams that don't get a lot of press, but they're both good teams, and Seattle's played great since the mm-hmm. beginning of July. It was big to win those two games in San Diego. Yeah. They're in great shape right now. And if the playoffs started today, they, or the Guardians would play the Mariners in the first round of the playoffs. So. And they could get that win. Yeah. What is the best-case scenario for them in the playoffs? <laughs> Running it can only who? be the three. Yeah, oh, okay. Catch. I mean, unless they ended up as the wild card, which is unlikely, because the Yankees are the two seed right now, and they're like nine games back of the Yankees for right. the two seed. I, so they're not catching them. The, the Astros are like 12 games. What's back. the best-case scenario first round as far as oh, who they who play? Oh, who they could play? Yeah, like who, who's your dream matchup? Um, so you said the Mariners are the four the right Mariner, now? The Mariners right now. Mariners. So it would probably be the Mariners, the Blue Jays, Maybe t- uh, Tampa. I'd rather face the Mariners than the Blue Jays or the Rays. Yeah. Uh, I think for one Mar- for one reason, we lose part of our middle relief if we play the Blue Jays. I'd rather face. Well, I would say the best case scenario, although I don't think this team will ultimately make the playoffs, is Baltimore. That's well, sure. You'd like yeah. to play. Yeah. But they probably won't make playoffs. Even if they do, they, uh, well, so with the new system, the top two seeds get a bye. Top two seeds get a three bye. Plays three plays six and four six. plays five. So the so Guardians right now, would Guardians play the worst are, wild card team. Right. Guardians so the, are three and they play six. So if the Orioles did make the playoffs, they probably would be the six. And I, they're not much behind the Mariners. Maybe like a game. I don't think they're going to. But if I had to pick one team that they could realistically play, it would be the Orioles. But I agree with Jason. The Mariners would be my second. If and they, they would play the Yankees. If they go the to the playoffs, would they sell out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I mean, it might take an hour before the game for yeah. the oh, okay. last ticket to be sold. Uh-huh. Okay. Unfortunately, uh-huh. if they, once they played the uh, in, the Yankees in the second round, it'd be a lot of Yankee fans. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer on this, yeah. but there's a huge September run coming up here for the Guardians. This thing is not over. We're already in the second round they, of the playoffs over here against the Yankees. <laughs> well, you're they blowing. got a tough schedule, but they're, what, now four up on Minnesota yeah, and play, Chicago? But they have eight games left with Minnesota. They play Minnesota five times in four yeah. days. They oh, have it's not games. over, Jason. Obviously, well, that's but, what I just but said. But they're in a great position. Of course, right now. they're in a great yes. position. But I, I, some people are talking like the playoffs are a sure. Oh, it's thing. not over. And I'm like, hey, just hold, hold on here a minute. <laughs> no, Twelve games still. Twelve games against the Twins and White Sox. Mm-hmm. They have a stretch of I think it's like eight straight against Minnesota and Chicago. So. Right, and they still have seven with Seattle, who's a good team. They still have three with Baltimore. I think they got three with Tampa Bay. They're playing great. Even Texas, by the way, who they play, is not playing terrible baseball. The only really bad team they play is the Royals. They got, I think, seven games left with the Royals. They're done with Detroit. Yep. I think they got three with the Angels. They're pretty bad. 
outside of that, everybody else, even the Rangers, like I said, are, are playing decent. They're not that far under 500 right now. Uh, so their schedule is not easy, but the Twins and White Sox, are, I haven't looked at their schedules as, as close. Sh- the I White be- Sox are not making a run. By the way, last night the Twins placed another player on the injured list. I can't think of who it is right now. They have 17 guys on the injured list. 17. The White Sox? It's on Twins. Oh, Twins. wow. The White Sox the White are Sox not- feel like they have 17 on the deal. The White Sox are just, they got their, both teams I think are badly managed, um, and that's factored in. I don't think I do think the Guardians are going to win this division. Um, I think they are too, but I'm just saying. But it's not over. It's definitely not over. Their schedule is not cupcake in the last. What do you got? 39 games left. Uh, 40 games left. What Shoot. is remarkable? I saw somebody was passing around a yeah. how their record last month or six weeks ago compared to today, and just yeah. how the movement that's happened just in that division. Oh, they were four games back. Yeah, yeah six right. weeks ago. I, I know that we've already kind of been down this road, but do you guys believe in the hot at the right time or too, getting too hot too early kind of vibe? Do you well, think it really can work like that? It's interesting to me that I think it wasn't it 2017 when they ripped off, what was it, 21? Yeah. And See? then won the first two games and, against the Yankees right. and then lost three If you look at the longest winning streaks – the, the Guardians or the Indians at the, the time, A's. the A's. None of those teams won the World Series. None. Mm-hmm. So there is merit to... Remember the year yeah. the Mariners won with Ichiro? 15 games or whatever it was. So I think it was 117. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't win the playoffs. They didn't, no. They, didn't they had make the A-Rod, World Series. Ichiro. They had all these great they players. They didn't make the World Series. So no. I think that there is merit to... Listen, you always want to play well. There's, you know, you can't say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let's lose a couple games right, here, guys. Right. So we're, we don't want to play too well. Take yeah. a couple against the Padres. I actually don't believe in that. I think these situations, while true, are coincidence and not enough examples. It is true what you're saying. I think it's coincidence because baseball playoffs, it's not like football or, it's or almost, basketball. It's almost like the it's better luck. team doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's luck. Like, okay, I hit the ball it's hard. Some it's luck. right at somebody. Right. There's a, there's a lot of luck. Involved. I do think if they get there, this Guardians team is actually They're positioned dangerous. to go on a big run. Yep. When They're you got dangerous. Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie at the top, I would take those two guys in any series. Cal Quantrill is just fine as a number three when you pair it with the bullpen that they have. If if Quantrill gives you five innings, if he gets through the order twice yep. and you get him out before you turn it over a third time, yeah. they're really positioned – I know they're young, and I'm, I'm concerned <clears> if they can score enough runs in the postseason against some elite pitching – but I think that they could really be a dangerous team. But outside of Houston, how many elite pitchers would they face? Well, I still I, – I know the Yankees have sort of fallen apart. but they, I, Well, but they've got one elite pitcher. I know. Uh, the, the Rays are But still the Rays the don't Rays. have any elite pitchers. Shane McClanahan. I don't, so, he's a one – to me, I'm not calling you elite if you've done it for one year. I don't know. I know he's been great this year. I get it. But he never done it before this year. I mean, he's a young. Okay, pitcher. well then we can't call Tristan McKenzie. I wouldn't call him that, elite in either that, in that class. No. I, well, he could I, be elite for one year if he's playing elite right now. I'm just I don't saying care about like, what he was doing last Shane year. Shane McCallahan has. Or to, I can't remember how to his last name. He, we don't know what he is in the playoffs. Like, so I, I'm not worried, overly worried about him. And he's one guy. The rest of their pitchers are fine. Same thing with the Yankees. There's not there, like the Astros have like three or four pitchers that I love. And and that are kind of under like this Framber Valdez, like he's been doing it for two years now. I love him. I think he's Luis really Garcia. good. Nobody even talks about obviously that guy. Verlander. Verlander. Verlander's, right. gonna, and well, Verlander's proven it when it's matter. Who do you think wins the Cy Young, McClanahan or Verlander? I think Verlander's going to win. It could go either way. It could go either way. But I do think I agree with your first point that the Guardians, with their top of the rotation, if Quantrill can solidify as the third guy, they have the best back end of the pen unquestionably in the American League right now. I just don't, I do with it. Would they have to? 
So the first round's best of three now, so you don't need a fourth pitcher. Right. I'm just wondering, can they make it through? Because I don't trust either Plesak or Savali no. or anyone else, no. really, that they, no. you could throw in that mm-hmm. spot. Right. I think there's a steep drop-off after three. But I think you Can have they make it through with three, or do they need to find a fourth? I think you start. I think it's a mistake pitching guys on short rest. We found that that cost them eventually against yep. the Cubs in the World Series. I never like going on three days rest in the playoffs. Guys, you can say, well, they should be able to. Yeah, in theory, they should, but they're not used to it because nobody ever does it. And asking McKenzie to do it when this right. is his first year coming out and he's a kid, that, that pressure well, the that one comes you with that. Ask is Bieber. I mean, like the first time he's really. I'm not asking shined. Bieber to do it. That's yeah. He's had too many injury issues. He's finally rounding. I'm not throwing him three days rest. They're going to have to use either Police Act or Savali in the seven game series. But you know what? Like, who are the. Like, let's say they're playing the Yankees, right? So they've got. Garrett Cole, they've got Severino. They traded for Frankie Montes, who has not been not good been for them, good. even though he's been good in the past. And there are the two starters. We have the Domingo, Herman, and I'm forgetting. Cortez. Oh, Cortez has been really good. Yeah. Okay, so you look at their, you look at their third and fourth starters. It's not like those guys. Like you know, Montes is a good pitcher, but he hasn't. I would take. Well. I, I'd still sure. I take him, but you're not always going to have the pitching advantage and in every that match. lineup. But that is. We'll we got to end the Guardians conversation. Yes, Gibson. We got our man. It took a few minutes to get him on, but yeah. Daniel Booby Gibson now joins us from the beautiful state of California. Daniel, thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate you making UCSSD boot. Thank you guys for having me, man. It's My awesome. bad. I actually got some got some great news this morning from the, what is um, the Cavs organization. I think I'll be back officially around you guys this season. Fingers crossed. Are you? Right. Is that right? All That's right. awesome. Nice. Heck what yeah. are you telling us? Doing? What do you this tell is where you belong. Doing? Well, so this summer, I um. I joined the ACP program, which, which is an assistant coaches program. Nice. And I met up with JB, and I got to go out with the guys to summer league. And so I was still trying to figure out how can I impact the organization somehow. And, man, I just love being around those guys. And so fast forward to now, Coach JB reached out to me and said they could be forming like a hybrid role where I can be mentoring, scouting, and just at least be around the, the organization now to be able to help mentor these guys and bring them in the right way. That's awesome. You know, we were talking with Anthony Gonzalez, former NFL player, earlier, and I asked him, like, when camps – and I, so I want to ask you the same thing. Like, you, you talked about wanting to be around the guys and mentor and stuff. Do you when, – when it's time for, tra- you know, training camp to start, and we're not that far away from it, it seems to get, be right. getting earlier and earlier every year – do you start to get that feeling in, in your stomach, like, oh, I got to get ready to start playing and stuff? Do you do you still think about playing and 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 you know all those years of playing, whether it's high school, college, whatever? And do you still get that feeling when you know it's time to get ready, or, or is that done? It never goes away. It never goes away. Um, hmm. Around this time, my my nephew um, usually would go back to school around September seventh or eighth, and that's when I would go back to um yeah. to. And so that still happens like around this time because I still I watch basketball so much and I'm still so invested in the college game and my AAU team. So I'm still connected to the game, but it's just a special place for me when it comes to Cleveland, man. And so I'm just excited about the potential opportunity just to be able to 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 still impact an organization that I felt like that did so much for me as a, um, a young kid growing up. I mean, basically, I feel like I grew up. With, with you guys um, out there. I was 19 when I arrived, and it was love from the moment I got there. So I'm just trying to find ways to pay that back and, and get that love back. And being around RJ, being around Darius, being around Colin, being around those guys just inspired me 
more to want to be a part of the organization. So I'm just thankful that, you know, the love is real and that they actually give me an opportunity. That's great. Danny, I'm glad you're coming back. It'll be, that's great news for Cleveland. Did they tell you, I don't know how it works. Would you be doing any stuff with the Cleveland charge at all? We have the, that team. Is that kind of where you might get your beak wet? Yeah. Cause I kind of want, I'm, it's like, a, it's a stigma that goes with ex players that we're not willing to work and that we just want the, 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 the beautiful job. But for me, I'm willing to get in ground level and just show, um, the entire organization and I'm just willing to do whatever it takes to try to help this team continue to improve, find the right players and player development and help these guys keep getting better. So yeah, I think I'll start off probably with the charge and cool. then wherever these guys see fit for me to be a part, trust me, I'm not, I'm not asking anything. I just want an opportunity to be able to work. Now, if you guys thought I was thirsty with Anthony Gonzalez, stand back because uh -huh. I oh, know boy. I know Booby better than all y'all put together. True, because yeah. we spent years together. It's good to see you. It's good to see you again. And and you were right. The reception you get every time you come back, the place goes crazy. How much did your life change after Game Six of the 07 Eastern Conference Finals with that game you had against the Pistons? Did that did that alter things forever for you? Completely changed my life forever, forever. Um. I just go back to that game and I just think about the process of, of getting to that point. Like I wasn't really getting a lot of consistent minutes that season. Wasn't really, um, I didn't know when I would get in the game. I actually, before game six upstairs had played like a whole scrimmage before the game even started, just because, um, minutes, you just never know how many minutes you were going to get. But, um, I tell everybody that story before the game, LeBron came up to me, and that was right after he had that 29 straight performance yep. in game five. He came up to me and was like, hey, be ready to shoot. And after that, um, I'm out. obviously I was ready to shoot that night. And then <laughs> Coach Brown goes on after the thing and says, if you want to, um, you better watch out because it's booby for three. And after that, um, yeah, life changed. But for me, it's just been perfect because I just feel like I kind of, embody that Cleveland culture, that kid that is the underdog that has to work for everything he gets. But with work over time, you eventually reach that goal. So I just hope that I inspired a few kids out there to um, continue to work for their dreams. And I'm just thankful every time I, I come home, I mean, I come home and I get the reception I do is I'm humbled every single time. You mentioned LeBron. I'm curious. So much was made, obviously, when he left the first time and that game when he came back. And I mean, I was there asking you all the questions. What's your relationship like with Lagan? You ever talked to him? So, what's your relationship with him now? What's it like now? Do you guys talk at all, or where does things stand? Because there were it does, there were some hard feelings there for a while, were there not, or, or no? Yeah, yeah, that's still that's still my big brother. But I mean, I think he knows that it hurt in the moment because I mean, he wasn't able to even get another player at that time that was even close to his caliber because it was kind of late in the process when he made the move. And so, yeah, we were hurt, but like any, like any relationship with brothers, you go through it. And even in that game, if you watch that game, we had some moments where I think I made a shot 
And I like stared him down, and then I think that might have set him off to go. <laughs> yeah, so it's your fault. Yeah, thanks That's for that. That's all your fault. Appreciate <laughs> it. Trip, dog. That's all right. Come on, yeah. you trip, dog. That might be why he went on to get like 40 or 50 that night. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but that means after- you helped us get Kyrie and, and Tristan, too, in a way. Because that, <laughs> yeah, that right. So thank you for that. Yeah. Man, I was, I've been a part of it all. Like, I won 67 games, I won 20 games. But mm-hmm. the love. The, from the fans because of the, the effort and every time that I stepped on the floor, leaving it out there on the floor, the love never changed. And so that's kind of why I'm excited that now from that moment, now I have an opportunity to come back around and then just let the let the, the new guys coming in know just how special it is to be a part of Cleveland culture if you approach it the right way and play the game the right way. I think it's important, you know what I mean, for guys to come in and understand like Cleveland is a is a great place to be if you um if you come in with the right mindset. Man, but we let's get to it, man. They, they talk about all this basketball stuff. I ain't even trying to get on that. Now look, <laughs> tell I feel like Tristan Thompson owe you a little he you owe him he, he owe you at least 10, 15 percent. Let me tell you why. You was the first role dude that I've ever seen get hot where in the streets you was the dude like you hit a bunch of threes and it was just like, oh, man, I seen him on the blow. I said he on media take out. That's what booby on fire out here in these streets. I'm not taking taking no credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) That thing is kind of sailed a whole different way. But now I do. I I do feel like I'm one of the um, pioneers for guys understanding that your NBA career is only about 10 to 15 years, maybe, yeah. if you look. I got seven to eight, but you still have to plant your feet in other areas. Hopefully not in some of the places that, that I did because there can be a little <laughs> drama involved, but overall, I think that you got to plant your feet in different areas and have different outlets and different different ways of sources of income. You know what I mean? Because we just... We got it. We every year for of us is like dog years when it comes to um, us as grown men and figuring out life. You know, it mm-hmm. goes by so fast. I just feel like you know I kind of set a precedent of being able to maneuver. Once you're done, it don't mm-hmm. stop there. You're still able to continue to shine and use your stardom to make you more money. Now, now what? So you you were definitely an artist for a while. You know, I, I you know. A couple of years ago, I think you was on Love and Hip Hop, yeah. and then you came and you were artists. You actually can spit, like you actually got bars. You actually do great music. What made you transition yeah. from the music to basketball again? Was that just the, the, just the passion in you? The game is just in you so much that you just like you had to go back to what you love, like you said. Yeah. See, the tricky part about it, man, and I kind of went through that when I stopped playing is. Everybody assumed that just because I was doing love and hip hop or because I was showcasing my relationship on BET or whatever, that somehow that meant my love for the game stopped, right? It meant like like somehow I couldn't do both. I couldn't still be watching basketball every single day, working out every single day and doing this. So it just became like a thing where they thought that I was unfocused or that I didn't care about the game, but the love never left for a second. I was born with the love for, for with this love for basketball. And so it, I just basically just found my way back home. I just, I still have my AAU teams that I work out, that I work out every summer. And after the pandemic, um, I think that's what did it. My mom 
got really sick with COVID and I had to go home. And when I went home, I was just like, you know what? I have to find a way to be here more, to be around my family more, but I still feel like I'm just missing that connection to the game. And it happened right after the pandemic. And that's when I joined the ACP program, which is a program for former players that kind of puts you in those positions to kind of find out exactly what it is you want to do moving forward with the game. And so I was able to do some scouting. I was able to do some player development stuff. And that kind of like ignited that fire. And then um, I had a couple offers from the Kings with that when Mike Brown got the job with mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. I had um, Jamal Mosley from the, from the Magic reach out to me. But man, I always wanted the Cavs to have seniority when it comes to me making that decision because I just feel like the love there is undeniable. And if I'm going to work for any team and, and put this to the test, I want it to be back home, back here. So, yeah, make sure it's it's basically done. But anybody watching this, let's put the hashtag, I'll bring Booby back. And I think that'll, that'll <laughs> see yeah. He marketing. Look, Booby I like that. So, yeah, man, bring Booby back, man. So, Booby, I got two for you then. This ACP program that you're talking about, I'm actually not very familiar with it. Have, have no. there had there been other former players gone through that that are now on benches in the league? And then secondly, did you have a connection previously with JB? I mean, we can connect the dots. Obviously, you played for Mike. Mike's yeah. top assistant was Bernie, JB's dad. So was that, are we following, connecting the dots there? Or did you have a relationship with JB outside of that? Well, that kind of started it because Mike Brown kind of stamped our relationship and said, you know, I love this kid. I love everything he's about. JB was a lot younger around that time, but he always said that, you know, Mike spoke highly of me. And then when he came in, I was already a little cool with, um, with Darius. And so to see that relationship unfold, he just kind of wanted to have me in the mix more and around the players. And that's kind of how our relationship developed to where he was like, boo, we got to, we got to have you here in some capacity. We got to have you here. And yeah, the ACP program, man, I wish I would have knew about it a lot sooner. But um, when I found out about it, there's so many guys on business. I know this year, uh, Jason Maxill will get an opportunity. I want to say your, your guys like Antoine Damison, Jameson, um, Tony Delk, like different guys that end up, have ended up in um, GM positions and roles like that started off with going through the program and they basically just teach you all of the NBA software, like how to work on that side of the game. And so it's been great for me. And it basically just showed the organization that I wasn't just looking to be hired just because I made a couple shots for you guys. Like I really want to show show you guys that I'm willing to learn and work on this side of the game just as hard just as hard as I was willing to work when I was playing. So it just gives you the opportunity to network and just show the league that um you're willing to put in the work to to be successful. Danny, you left the and game at a very you left the game at a very young age. Uh, injuries obviously ravaged the career and whatnot. A lot of people will stay and keep playing until they absolutely can't anymore. Either it's because they do it for the money, or they just don't know what else to be, or don't can't think of life outside of basketball. What do you think? And you could have kept playing. I know that. What do you think it was about your personality that's different than so many NBA players that we've seen who will just play until they absolutely have no other options? Yeah, um, 
I feel like, like you said, I, like I said, it, it the NBA is like we like dog years. So if you got an opportunity to hang in there, most guys take it. But once once I broke my foot and they had to um, fuse that that tendon back together, for me, I'm already I'm six two. I ain't, I'm not six five. So the the range on my jump shot and I jump pretty high on my jumper. It just started to to the game stopped being fun for me. It started to feel like Every every it took me four or five hours to prepare for a game, especially if we were on the road because my ankle was swell, and it was it just started to, to I just started to carry so much of a load just to be able to play, and so for me I started to compare like that the the struggle of that, and then leaving the game at an early enough age to where I can get into other other businesses and other things early enough to be able to um start a new career, and that's kind of the way I looked at it. And I just always felt like I was, he spoke about my bars and my ability, but it's, I've always had the ability to write. I was I was blessed to, I could have gotten an academic scholarship going to the University of Texas before the athletic side even kicked in. So I've always had an ability to write. I still write and um, I'm actually content creator of the Brick TV, which is a new app of, of um, streaming that's out as well. So. I've always had that creative ability to be able to do that. And so once I injured my foot and I didn't have the escape that I always had for basketball, that that ability to write kind of started to take hold. And I felt like, okay, I can be safe here because it still gets me as excited as basketball. And I'm in a position now where, you know, I'm at an age where I can still get in there and learn some things. So that was kind of the deciding factor for me not to push it, not to push it anymore. I still wanted to have the ability to be able to play with my son and play with um, my, my, my AAU teams, my AAU boys. And, you know, I was at an age where I could still get out on the floor with them. I still get out on the floor with them right now. So um, that was the deciding factor. But I think it was my gift of being able to write this told me, like, okay, it's okay to put the basketball down. You have mm-hmm. some other that you were blessed with. You're not a one-trick pony. So um, let's go get it done. You mentioned these young great players on the Cavs right now, you know. Oh and, man! You know the team for the first time without LeBron, the team was good last year and forever. Um, and these young guys, especially Garland, like took a huge step uh, last year Garland. in his. Like, how good can they be? And do they need maybe a forty-year-old LeBron in a couple of years to put it all together? I don't know. Like, can, can they? Can, like, how far can this team go as currently constituted? I for sure know that they're a playoff team. I feel like we could have made that happen yeah. um, last season, you know, losing to ATL in that first round. But um, I do feel like they're a playoff team. We'll get carries for for a full year now. Uh, I know they're still working on, you know, the Colin, the Colin move, but I feel like all those guys have the right mentality of playing together and, and finding a role, and nobody's out here trying to be the guy. I get what you're saying. We could potentially use – a guy to kind of step in front and maybe lead these guys to that to that championship level. That's probably what was was missing. But right now, as far as like the, the the complete makeup of the team, I don't think no team in the East or the West feels like coming into Cleveland. It's an easy win. I feel like they know they have to come into Cleveland ready to play if they want you know to get a win out of here, and that's what you want. I think right. JB is building like the culture. That, that represents Cleveland the right way, that every single yeah. time they step out on the floor, you're going to get a, um, a tough game. 
And so I just think right now, definitely a playoff team, but we're still building towards that, um, the ultimate goal. We do a top five list every day. And Mikey? Yeah, Booby's going to do it with us. Before we do top five, though, Booby, I got one question for you. It's a quick one. But for the first time in the history of this show, I'm not the best shooter on the panel. This is the first time I have someone's been here that's a better shooter than me. So, you are out of your mind. Listen, I can't argue. I would outshoot all you guys with one hand. Besides Booby, I would not be Booby a shooter. Yeah. But you four, I, you smokes, I would smoke y'all. But <laughs> I, I don't think there's any great pride in that. Look at us. Let's tell these four Jeez. out here, Booby, what it's like to when you're in the zone, game six, oh you're making all those. Are you going to compare yourself to yourself to Booby? I was Gibson? the D3 version of Booby. I played my game after the D3 version. Who worse him or Tyvis? I don't know who worse. Right. We are so sorry, Daniel. He does this all the time. I can't. Listen. You were a backup on a Division Three team. Yeah, because I'm short, not because I couldn't shoot. <laughs> oh, Booby, don't even don't even justify this. This Booby, is insane. Listen, shooters recognize other shooters. Hey, talk, oh, yeah. shooter, right? hey, talk, 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 talk to him, Mikey. Listen, talk to I'll, listen, them. I'll show yeah, go videos. Ahead. I got the video proof. All right, Booby, yeah. just when you're in the zone, though, when you're making three after three after three, for these guys out here who've never been in that <laughs> in that situation like you and I have, can you just explain to them what it's like? <laughs> you and I have. Yeah, it's it's literally. Like no no better feeling for me. I got I got addicted to it. One of the, one of my favorite things was coming in in the fourth quarter, the game be kind of close, and then you making a couple threes, and the other team calls that timeout and they got to regroup. Um, I just felt like once I got into that zone because of the reps that I had put in before the game, I really could shoot that left corner three with my eyes closed. I really felt like I could shoot it with my eyes closed. Hmm. But it's just the basket looks. Like the ocean, man, and anything you shoot, it don't matter if a guy's right here, it don't matter where they are, you just think everything's going in. Mm. And that particular night, yeah, I, I had that feeling after the first one, after the first one went in in that corner, I knew if they kept on doubling run. He's embarrassed for the question. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, Booby, I'm embarrassed for you that you have to acknowledge this nonsense. And, yeah, don't – and don't well, – He's talking about his oh, own shit. Well, no, but hey, man, McNuggets is like Oberlin College backup comparing himself to a <laughs> NBA star. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot. shooters, man. It don't yeah. matter where you shooting that thing at, whether you're D3. You know, I was a second-round pick, man. So, you know, I got a love for the guys that got to right. make a statement when it comes to knocking down shots. You know, I had to – my first three-pointer that I made, I, I missed the first one when Mike Brown put me in the game. And he literally put me to the side and was like, if you're going to shoot that, you better make it. And I'm like, Coach, that's, 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 that's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better make it. But the next one that I – right. <laughs> the next one, though, I was like literally right in front of me. I didn't care. I just raised yeah. up right in front of Boom. me and knocked, knocked it down. And I looked at him, I was like that, like that coach. And then from there, I think we kind of started to develop. He's like, oh, this kid's not afraid of the moment. And um, we Was that the, the same look you gave LeBron? Was it the same glare you gave LeBron when he came back and, and then he torched you guys? <laughs> no, nah, the Michael was the Michael was a little more fun. LeBron was like, yeah, it's, it's on. I probably should have yeah. did that. <laughs> We're still feeling the repercussions of it. Yeah. I gotta let you know right now that we we, we ended to win it. Right. At Mike, this point, it's all good. We, we Mike, gotta do top five. Mikey, here. what's our top five? Hey, yeah. Booby, when you guys come in to Cleveland, you work here. You come to studio, studio. Come, with come us. hang out with us, and we'll break down oh, all of our man. jump shots. Yeah, yeah I spoke to you. I spoke to Coach JB this morning. The new coach, Mike G, at the uh, charge. 
spoke to all these guys this morning. So we we coming up with the hybrid position. So it should be locked down, I think, at least by, by Monday. I'll actually be in right. town this week. Sounds good. Cool. Beautiful. All right, so top five. Booby, you were number one when you played. These are the five best players of all time to wear number one Don't in NBA history. Did, Bo- did he contribute to this list, or you he made did not, it knowing he was But it was in honor of Booby okay. okay. number right. one. All right. Let's start with number five here. Chauncey Billups. One of the most underrated love. point guards ever and an NBA champion. Okay. Love, you buying love, that, love, Booby? Love. Is he a top five number one ever? Mr. Big Shot. Well, sure. He, he actually was the guy I worked out with. But why I was so comfortable in that Pistons series, I worked out with him the summer coming into the league. He was one of my one of my mentors. So by the time we was playing against him, I was like, eh, I kind of know how your moves now. I'm not, nice. I'm not as nervous as nice. I should be. Who's next, Mikey? All right, number four, Penny Hardaway. Nice. Had he stayed healthy, Way had too he low. stayed healthy, would have been higher. But Way the too longevity low. of his career a little lower. Way too low. He also got yeah. homesick in blue chips. Way too yeah. low. <laughs> that this, is true. He's a cultural icon. Little Penny, where's Little Penny? Penny? Is he on the list? The reason why I wear number one and the reason why I created Little Booby, who y'all gonna see real soon, okay. is because of uh, Penny. So yeah, wow. he probably would be. He, is he an should icon. be higher. Booby agree. He should be higher. Come yeah, on now. That's a bad job. And the next three are all Hall of Famers. Yeah, so we'll fair. see. Okay, go ahead. Number three, Tracy McGrady. Okay. T-Mac, hard to argue. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I got a few who we're coming with. He would have been my number one. Oh, wow. Okay. No, the number the number one's pretty obvious, I think. Well, let's well, we'll see. Well, we'll get to Mike, it. I'm trying to think. But number two. Let's yeah, Booby, you. Mike's going to come up with yeah. some, like, random white dude from the 50s. No, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a legit Hall of Fame. It's going to be a guy posed like this in his basketball card. Yeah, I guess not. Back yeah. All right. No. Back in the number one. All there right. are only two number ones to ever win MVP. Okay, go ahead. This is the first. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Mm. Is he still playing? Well, I, will, I, I will say, I will say, I, I probably still would take Tracy higher, but I will say the hardest person I've ever had to guard in my entire career is D Rose MVP. That MVP season he had, there was literally mm-hmm. nothing, nothing anybody could do with him. He's scary. Wasn't well, Derrick Rose at his best a little better than Tracy McGrady? Even though maybe I would take he T-Mac. won an MVP. I'd yeah. take T-Mac. But Grady's best lasted no, long. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This no? is what YouTube is for. Go back and just do your homework. T-Mac was out here giving people mm. hell. He was, he was giving people buckets. Right. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Is Derrick Rose still in the league? I can't even remember. Yes, he is. He's on the Knicks. Okay. All right. Yeah, and number one, one, Big O, Oscar Robertson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah. All right. Robert. You're I mean, right. He's old school, but he oh, yeah, just yeah. makes the cut. <laughs> now nah, I can roll with that. You got to respect yeah. the legend. Yeah, nah, he, he, he said it. We, we wouldn't have had an opportunity to do anything without um, without Oscar. So yeah, I'm you gave us you gave us nothing to be enraged about, Mikey. We appreciate nah, that's it. good. I, yeah. I think the I think the consensus is that you flip uh, Rose and McGrady, maybe. Yeah. So, so I got yeah. I got to get to you. I, I always say LeBron is the best out. I'm a, I'm gonna ask you the question. You got you got LeBron. Or, or Mike. Oh, God. You got to get Oh, do me like They've been giving layups. I love yeah. how you put him in a situation. Or George Mike in if you want to throw him in there, too. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Oh, man. See, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to give y'all yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the token answer. Because I kind of don't put them. I kind of go 1A, 1B. Because I just feel like they not the the same player at all. I feel like they two totally different. <sighs> but I still go Mike, man. I still go Mike as my number one. And I put Brian as a very, 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 very close second. See, I do more of like Mike Kobe as opposed to Mike Jordan. Because I feel like Brian is more like magic. So it's like different positions, different mm-hmm. players. So I, I don't really compare the two. Because we try to make Brian into this relentless score like Jordan when when he's not. You know what I mean? He scores getting you to the basket, jumping over the top of you, making plays for his teammates, making every single guy feel like he's a star on his team. That's a little bit different. Mike gonna just wheel you to the game, just give me the ball. I'm gonna wheel you to the ship. So it really just depends on what you want. That is a very well-reasoned and nuanced answer, and the only thing anyone will take from it is you saying that Michael is better than LeBron. <laughs> Just so you know. That's all that anyone has. Right, yeah, thank man. you. Thank yeah. you so much for your we time, Daniel. It. We'll see you soon. Congratulations, well, right, man. Buddy. Thanks. See you, Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. See you, buddy. Great chat yeah. with him. All right, guys, it's time for final takes. Jason, start us off. Mine's real easy. I need a landscaper. <laughs> all right. If you're a landscaper, you want to put in a yard for me? Find me on Twitter at by Jason Lloyd because I'm having a hard time. I'm, I delay everything to the last minute. And now, like, all the landscape companies are telling me it's going to be spring. I need a fountain in the backyard, and I need a, la- a yard installed. I got are you having, like, a in. backyard wedding, like, in a week I or something? I got a guy for you. No, you but I, I just I need a landscaper. Bull right. says he's got a guy. That's I my final guy. take. That's it. I need a landscaper. All right, here's mine real quick. We yeah. have a music library. We're not allowed to use real music on here for copyright purposes. Yeah, we don't have purposes. to rush, Paul. You can take your time. We'll okay, great. We we have a we we're not allowed to use like music on here. That's uh, like real yeah. music. Like we can't. I can obviously. Sing for you if no, you'd like. I don't even think you can legally do that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm not sure though. I don't go. No much. No more. We'll get sued. Um, no, you can only though. Uh, we can't use like like we can't use a Michael Jackson song on here. Yeah, Love to. Terrible. It's very very touchy about that legally. But we do have a music library that we're allowed to pull from. And I just so you know, been working on a project. And uh, I'm trying to get us some like music, cool music to play during breaks, funny music, stuff like that. Things for when people are thinking, you know, stuff like that, just to set a tone. Trying to always up the production quality uh, that we have here, obviously. But we're, uh, we're killing it right now. But here's the problem. The, the library kind of stinks. And uh, I'm having trouble finding songs. But I, in my journey, I found a few songs that I really enjoyed because they have these knockoff songs. Like, say you want a song that sounds like Michael Jackson, but you can't use Michael Jackson. There are people, generic versions of Michael Jackson songs. Michael that you Johnson? Yeah, stuff like that. And <laughs> it's instead of called, uh, it's not beaded, it's like, um, beat that, you know? <laughs> so here, I just want to play, here are a few oh, of my favorite yeah. sound-alike songs that I found in uh, the library so far. And I'm going to have these, I'm going to have sounds for you coming up. These are not them, don't worry, but these are just some sound-alike songs that I found that made me laugh in our music, our legally-to-use music library. This is the um, a Jimmy Buffett sound-alike song called Parrot Bay Bar. Go ahead. It's not much of it there, is it? And only give you three seconds No, that's that. it. You can't do anymore. Oh, even that? We can only play three seconds? No, that... No, I, they should have played longer. Oh, here we go. Yeah, let it jam. Hold on. She's never been the night. 
Nashville. <laughs> Who is singing this? Just some generic guy in, in like who's She's in California in, a, in like Burbank. You know, sing. Ask for better comedy music. This is the same library. I have to go through the fire. This is what I'm talking about. It is a complete nightmare. It's impossible to negotiate. But here, just let me get to the let's get to the chorus here. This is the Jimmy Buffett one. Hold on. Uh -huh. Imagine this being your job. Like you have to write a song that sounds like Jimmy Buffett for in case we need to use it for something. Here it comes. Okay. Okay, stop that one. Nobody sings that. No, nobody does that. You can stop that one. I know. I'll bet you I could convince Jimmy Buffett that he wrote that in the 90s and that's him. Yeah. Because he was so hammered. He's like, I don't know, that might be mine. I think I wrote Parrot Bay Bar. Here's, there's only two more. This one's, uh, they have, I typed in just out of curiosity, you know the Miami Vice theme song? Oh, yeah. I was like, I'll bet they have something that sounds like that. And this is called Vice Patrol. Here it is. It, I don't know why it plays it's three a seconds tease. and Steve will tease it back up. Here it comes. <laughs> it's called Vice Patrol. That's yeah, right. it's too generic to play. They got to make it sound just different enough. That's actually pretty close. That they can't get sued. Well, no, it's not. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah, but you get the idea. That's Jan Hammer. Can't you see the it sounds like, like uh, a 16-piece Sega Genesis. Right. I was thinking <laughs> it's it's like a video game. Like, yeah, I see Anthony wearing a headset it playing a video like game. It sounds like 80s wrestlers' play. entrance music. It does, too. That they yeah. can Hitman hit Hart coming out with this. Uh -huh. No, the guy. The last one. Yeah, the okay. My Here's the last one, and this one's great. Uh, just, I just want to see how they did a disservice to him. This is uh, when you type in, when you type in Tupac. Oh, uh, oh no. This is their version. <laughs> Why you do that? This is their version of California Love, oh. which is called Downtown Dreaming. Here it is. Oh, oh for real? Mm hmm. Oh, God. Downtown Dreaming. Oh. oh. There you are, my hoodie. Oh. Give me that hoodie. <laughs> Give me the hoodie, bro. He starts, don't worry, he starts to rap pretty soon, I think. Oh, he has bars. Yeah. We just, we really have to, like, put, have this ready all the time, downtown dreaming. Yeah. Oh, and he also cannot swear. Just to be clear, you are not. This is culture. I'm taking this off. All right, all right turn off. That's all right. He can't That's fine. G can't handle downtown dreaming. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like the interest music for Ravishing Rick Rude or somebody. <laughs> but just so you know, I'm going to keep fishing through that library oh and keep finding God. a solid gold stuff to up the production quality of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, for no your problem. Part. That, I, this dude does research. That was crazy. I don't know yeah. where he got Downtown this from. Downtown <laughs> He has bars, too. I was just sorry. Listen, see, I'm going on vacation, but I'm going to Atlanta, right? And they said, why would you go to Atlanta? Because, see, it's an undercover mission. You see, I told y'all that I wasn't going to buy no more shoes, but I lied to y'all. In my in my contract with my wife, it says no more shoes prior to September. But there's a sneaky clause that says when on vacation, that budget counts for mm. only vacation things. Mm. So time is piled. <laughs> no. I'm going to the ATL. I need y'all to hit me up at GBush91. I need only exclusive shoes. Don't be sending me the Foot Locker. Don't be sending me the Foot Action. I don't want to be at a Dick Sporting Goods. I don't even know if they got them in Atlanta. I need to know at GBush91 on Twitter. I need to know the best place to go get these kicks. Exclusives. I need. I need top of the line. Go to I Magic City. See what you like at the. I don't think my mother and father are gonna <laughs> like Magic City or Sue's Rendezvous or uh, King of Diamonds. So um, far, this is my favorite final. Are you like, going with your parents? 
Yeah, my parents What's will be family there. vacay. It's it's slightly. Yeah. yeah. This is my favorite use of Final Thought so far, based on my me weird music thing. You're yeah. trying to find you a landscaper. You want shoes? I want kicks. <laughs> this is like Craigslist, but on air. Yeah. So, are you trying to sell a futon? Home, no, I'll keep home. it an oddball tone. I'm gonna uh, highlight a new TV show I started watching yesterday. Nice. It's uh, called Mo, M-O, and it's on Netflix. Anybody seen this? By I have chance? not. No. Just, I think it just came out yesterday. I watched the first episode. It was really good. You know, I think too often in TV, we, you know, we talk about diversity in TV, and diversity has to include a lot of different groups, right? And I think now we're starting to see more influence from other cultures. G and I talk a lot about this off the air, like cultures and Jewish culture, black culture, and stuff like that. And, like, it's good to be exposed to other people's cultures, even if it's not yours, because that makes us more relatable to each other. And this show, the man who's the... I, I'm pretty sure he is in real life, uh, but the, the character is supposed to be a Palestinian refugee in America. And it's not really, like, a political show. The first episode was, like, a more comedy than drama, but there's some, like, drama with him trying to become a citizen here. But I don't know. And they just had a funny scene in, in, a, in, a, in a store where, like, there was a Palestinian guy and a guy who I think is supposed to be Israeli. And they were kind of arguing, but not in, like, a bad way. Like, you know, we can get along, but we still have disagreements way, mm -hmm. which is reasonable, which I liked. I thought the show was funny, creative, well-written. The lead character is very likable. Uh, I don't know what it was about him, but I found him very relatable and very likable, even though he comes from a different culture than I do. And that's okay. I learned some things, and I enjoyed the show. Check it out. Mo on Netflix. Good Mo plug. Right. Not no. Is but the, Mo. Is the Mo. Not no, N-O, but Mo, M-O. Like Vaughn. Mikey McNuggets, what do we got there tomorrow? Dave Richard, our fantasy expert. Oh, yeah. from the NFL Network As will also join us to talk about the Browns. And one thing, Anthony, can we get that seeing red tag board poll up real quick? One thing from camp we have to mention before we leave today. Yeah. This was a tweet from 92-3, the fan. Uh, or Mary Kay, I'm not sure who did it. Nope, 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 I need the other one. See in red, take it. Mary Kay, our yes. best friend Mary Kay. This is why there's something fishy going on, but just read this tweet. Jacoby Brissett appeared to hit his hand on a helmet in practice and held it for a second. Stefanski said, quote, I was seeing red out there for a defender getting too close to him. Yeah. He stole that from our show. See, they're seeing red. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so, money. Money. so Josina was right. Josh Rosen will be playing. So Josh Rosen dresses a defender and tried well, to hurt Jacoby Brissett. They're going 0-17 if Josh Rosen's a quarterback. The number one well, they wouldn't the start Josh Rosen. But he, start he, Josh he said he's playing. He, Josh Rosen's playing in a preseason game. Jacoby Brissett will not be playing. I, that's what I took You think that's that. what? Oh, my no. God. If he's hurt and can't start the season, that's a problem. I thought, I just, <laughs> that's I, our problem I, all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah I mean, we have so many. Oh, God. All right, way to get us depressed at the end of the show, Mike. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the, the Ultimate Frozen Game Sports tomorrow. Show. Be ready. Thank you for interrupting my uh, goodbye. <laughs> hey, well, well, Austin, what's his name? What's his this is, this is called, uh, oh, yeah, Downtown Dreaming. I've got a lot of dances. Downtown Dreaming. I've been my Having fun with But I'm taking my path while I got it. Because I see it and I want it. I'm the hottest. I'm playing ball out here like the If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.